It is the day, the evening, the exact time of the Midsummer Classic, the All-Star Game. But you don't really want to watch that, right? You can watch us talk shit. One guy's repping the Tigers. The other has a great man bun. It's all next here on the 4 Frequency Sake Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. I'm Mark Hespin. And I'm Dan Vasco, and we're happy to introduce our NFL show, The Football Lounge, with Mark and Dan of the For Frequency Sake Podcast Network. We're bringing you our decade-plus experience in sports media to the airwaves, offering team breakdowns, lists, and, of course, debates surrounding your favorite players and squads. Yeah, that's right. And who could forget our bread and butter, the actual NFL season, where we'll provide complete recaps from each and every week. So if you're total football nerds like us, consider giving us a try. All you got to do is search for us on our YouTube channel or download our podcast wherever you download and listen to podcasts. We promise you won't regret it. See you there. Episode of the Educating Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Four Frequency Sake Podcast Network, where you can see that promo was a bra- was a promo for our brand new show, The Football Lounge, which is going to be debuting uh, over the summer as we get closer and closer to football season. And uh, you know, this is kind of the dead content creative zone, but for some reason, the creative juices have been flowing lately. Uh, last week, we uh, dropped our first edition, kinda of our. NFL quarterback pyramid. I had a blast writing it. Go check it out. It was great. Um, it's on our sub stack. You can find it on my Facebook and all of our Twitters. Uh, you can go check that out. Also, weekly episodes still of cards subject to change. Nick, CZ, and uh, and uh, and Stripes, they're all they're banging those episodes out on a weekly basis and doing a great job. Uh, we're going to be having... Of course, our live three uh, three times a week shows coming up during football season, but we're going to have some preview stuff coming up as well with these two knuckleheads to my left or right, depending on direction, what kind of direction you're looking in. Um, we'll have college. We're going to bring back the college football preview, the college football top 50 players list uh, in the net. The next project, I think that we'll be dropping will be early August. Uh, we're going to do a break. Not. Uh, I know I'm going to come on and do a breakdown of the tier, the QB tiers list. We're also going to do a, the big NFL win totals podcast. Last year we had uh, a plethora of us. It was myself, these two guys. And I think Blake and Ethan were on it. Mac is our win totals King. And he's going to try to defend his crown and we'll see how well that goes uh, for him coming up on this episode. It is the mid season point and we are going to have our major league baseball Midseason report. We're going to talk a lot of shit about a, about a lot of shit. Uh, we're going to comment on Nick's hair. We're going to comment on the fact that Max is a Tigers fan. It's all coming up next. He's also a Cardinals fan. God, poor bastard. It's all coming up next. Let's have some fun.
Quad City. You're listening to the Four Frequency Sake Network. All right, we are live, we are ready to rock and roll. Gentlemen, welcome back. How have you guys been? Um, the musical fade out. Eventually. Oh, okay, there, there it goes. There it goes. Yeah, it, now it, I can it, actually hear again. I know, it fades in and out. It's for aesthetic podcasting purposes. Um, but how, anyway, how have you guys been? Welcome back. Uh, it's been a while since the three of us had danced on this platform together. I think draft pre-draft was it correct? Sounds right. Yeah, Last time I was on right. That sounds about right. We mentioned Mac was our win total king not too long ago, so you have to Dude. defend your crown here in a couple weeks. Allegedly. Anyway, we're gonna. I mean, technically, he was. You missed out by. You were off by one. Hey, when's yeah, a win, right? Recount. I want to recount. Yeah, stop the count or redo the count. Uh, so we're going to. Breakdown, we're at the halfway point for the Major League Baseball season. We got a couple different topics that we're going to throw around and have some fun with. Last year, we came on around this time and spewed some takes, and uh, they aged fairly fairly well. Mac predicted that the uh, Padres would make the World Series. They at least made the they made the NLCS. I, predict, I predicted the Yankees and Dodgers would make the World Series. That did not age well whatsoever. <laughs> Um, none of us obviously predicted the Phillies to to make the World Series, and you know they did. So good on us or whatnot. You guys know the deal. Like the video, share, all tell all your friends, etc. As we have some fun, gentlemen. I guess real quick, we'll start with you guys. What has your been? What has been some of the most uh, exciting stuff you've seen from this season so far? I know you guys are dialed in even way more than I am on a daily basis because of the fantasy baseball you guys play and all that stuff. So what have been some of the more interesting things that you guys have enjoyed uh, early on in the year? Uh, for me, pace of play. I mean, pitch clock, there are ups and downs of it still, but game time is down, makes the game easier to view, easier to digest for regular people that aren't psychos like Mac and I and the rest of us that can watch baseball consistently. Makes a better game for people to watch, makes it better for everyone. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that and all the rule, pretty much all the rule changes that they brought into this year, I think they've worked very well and bringing a lot more of an entertaining game for everyone, including the casual fan that turns it on on a Sunday night. I mean, stolen bases are up. Game times, I think, are at like two and a half hours this year. So, like, that's incredible. How do you guys think the shift stuff has played so far? Um, That's allowing Arise to do what he's doing this year. So, like, I'm for it. So the shift, they banned the extreme shift, but teams are still shifting in ways that it's still there. So it's not as big of a change as some people would have expected. It's not we have student body left guarding one side of the infield, basically, like it used to be. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's some stuff. Most of the stuff that I put for, like, my favorite stories were team-related. But I think that's cool that you guys mentioned some of the nuanced stuff that has been selling points with the pace and play. Pace See, I just play. didn't want to undersell and uh, overshoot the grounds on stuff that we're going to end up call, talking about here pretty shortly. I mean, no, that's I, fine. I, I said I definitely have teams to talk that's about. That's fine. Like, no, oh, no. If you want to talk teams and players, we can go. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm just going to. talk about Adley Rutschman hitting both sides from the plate at the Home Run Derby. We can do that if you really want. Listen, we love that little man and, and, and all of the great things that he brings us. 
Uh, we might honestly just become a Baltimore Orioles podcast, the three of us. I don't know what we'll be. We're going to be just called O Bound and Down, baby. Uh, and our favorite hey, O Bound and Up. Nothing's uh, going down there. Our, and our, we're all going to watch The Wire together, and it's all and the and the Orioles are going to win the World Series. Um, no, I just wanted because I'm not going to give any other reasons like with with you guys. And I don't want people to be like, well, Joe, what's your reasoning? So I think I agree. Like, that's been the stuff that people have been promoting all year. It's like pace of play has been up. The the, the shifts still on bases. The game seems more intriguing. That was something I noticed, like, early on in the season was trying to see how certain – especially to see how certain pitchers adapted to it. Uh, you know, some that having, didn't. Exactly. Or, <laughs> or shout out, out shout out to Nick's son. Hey, he's back in the bigs, though, right, big fella? He, his last outing was very good. We're Small talking about Alec steps. Manoa, of course. Small baby steps for the big, big man that might be too big to pitch right now. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You're a large adult. Where's he from? I don't know. You're uh, large, I'm not, I'm not sure. almost as old as you, child. Um, I think he's younger than us. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's been a weird, weird stretch of life for him. Uh, and, and, no, I agree with you. Mainly, I think those have been some good selling points. The games are definitely, wouldn't you agree, they're more, not for you guys, it would matter, but I think just in general, doesn't it feel more, I don't, I feel, I feel nasty saying more watchable because I like it either way too. I'm not a filthy casual, but it does seem better to just kind of, you know, it's, it's an easier watch, I guess, right? Is it's that a better way of putting it? Yeah. I, just because you don't have five pickoff attempts in a row. You don't have a guy taking two minutes in between pitches. Uh, it, it speeds it up. It makes it more constant action so people that enjoy football or basketball can get that more relatable, like, bang, bang, bang type of feeling. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to some more, you know, certain-based things. Uh, I mentioned on my list here for, like, best stories of the first half, just mainly teams. If you all want to go into players for sure. Um, I'll open the floor. We'll start with you, Mac. Who is the first team so that you had at the top of your list when it came to the best story or player or such on this season so far, halfway through? So, I mean, this was kind of tough to figure out who is the top, but I think it's the Texas Strangers this year. Um, they're the reemergence of Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager has. You see the night and day from what they were last year, uh, not having, jo- you know, Jacob DeGrom and all the injury problems that they've had. And then you have this, you know, young Josh Jung just comes in and completely revamps that defense and brings in another layer of power to that offense. Like this team, I mean, you can argue should be third place right now in, in theory before the season started. And this team is probably right now the best team because how they're playing. Yeah, and you didn't even mention, like, I don't think you mentioned, like, I know we were joking about him beforehand because he's a former uh, guy that was in your organization, but Adolis Garcia has been fantastic for them. Corey Seager, too, yep. Nick, has been literally massacring baseballs in half the, in the half of the year that he has played. Um, by the time we their get to the end of the season. been mashing. Yeah, but Jonah Seager's Hunt's hitting. been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seager, at least the last I checked, he was still flirting with three over three twenty. He was tearing the he was tearing everyone apart, um, even though he missed some time. Uh, and it feels like Seager will be someone that might nose his way into the MVP conversation 
uh, or at least yeah, the best of the true. rest in the American League. Um, so for me, it's uh, the Rangers are great. I have a hard time saying they're one of the best stories when when you spend as much as they have in these last two off seasons, you're supposed to be good. And that, That's not I a good story. You. That's you living up to how much you're being paid. But I agree with you, but they're a good story because how bad they were last year. That's fair. It's a Marcus redemption Simeon, story. Marcus it's not Simeon like was a, a dumpster fire last year. Corey Seager couldn't stay healthy. This year, complete night and day. What, what, I hear you. Mac, what Nick is saying is you're an elitist. Actually, no, Nick. What Mac is saying is, fuck you. I am an elitist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Where me, I'm like, my best story personally, give me the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, I thought you were going to go with America's team. They're they're right there. Yeah, um, they're I, in the playoff race. They're mm-hmm. in the wild card right now. You have a rookie in Corbin Carroll who is tearing the cover off the baseball. Should be rookie of the year. Easy. Like, Did he come back – as the thing I'm worried about with them, and this will be a thing we get to later, is they're they have a couple guys that are getting banged up. How is his status? Because he left the game a week or so, not even a week ago, I thought, and that was something okay. that bothered me because he's been amazing. He'll Carol's be fine. been incredible. Chattel Marte has been great. Christian Walker's been great. Merrill Kelly, their entire Zach Gowan is in the race for Cy Young, like. He's going to be a guy in that conversation. That whole team has been from a team that was considered a very distant outside shot to make the playoffs this year to being in the thick of it at the all-star break is a good feeling because you are seeing a team actually grow and get better. I I agree with you. And for Arizona, Zach Gallen, doesn't it seem like he's one of the five most consistent pitchers in the world right now? He's been kind of this good for a couple of years. Exactly. He's been this good for a few years. My favorite story. So my main thing I put was just the new teams on the rise. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned the Diamondbacks, Nick, uh, Mac, you mentioned the Rangers, a couple other teams that you could mention are, um, of course, if if they're, uh, the, the Miami Marlins have been fascinating with, with how they've been able to piece things together and, some breakout seasons. I was a year or two early on saying Jorge Soler would be an MVP candidate, even though he probably won't be. He's just playing really well. Um, and, uh, you have um, America's vice president in the Cincinnati Reds, who have been so fun, but America's president ba- or America's team has been the Baltimore Orioles, baby. God, I love them so much. Um, so they were on my short list. Um, they were on my list too. It, it's, it's just great, it, you know. Max, you, elitist Mac might not like them because nah, you they know were, they, they were don't. On they my are, list, man. But uh, I, I, Nick, I think you'll agree, and I know Mac will too. They are the perfect version of, you know, just stick with it, rebuild the right way, and look at all of these fucking killers you're going to be able to produce, and they still got more in the barrel. Like they're it's, awesome. uh, it's reminiscent right now of Houston six or seven years ago, yep. where all of these young position players are coming up the pipeline and they are all mashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really good. They're really good. I've been a I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. And our boy Adley Rutschman is, you know, just uh letting us feel like we were right to be on his side all along. He's so good. Yeah. 
special Colton Kowser is special. They're, they, they just they, got guys. That whole, that whole pipeline special, man. And then you have, like, you consider the elder statesmen of those teams, but Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes, especially Hayes, he's been banged up a couple of times, but 300 hitter in that lineup, set those young guys an example, be a guy. Santander's having a really good season for them as well. Yeah, they've they've been uh they've been really really fun. I, I really like what they're doing, uh, and they've had their pitching has been good, not great, but that's definitely something to look at, out for to see kind of how we'll they. We'll huh? get there. Yeah, we'll yeah, get that's there. another one that we're going to touch on later. To look at, um, <laughs> who would you say so far has been the most surprise out of these? Like we talked about these new teams on the scene, and they're all good stories, um. I, and who has been the most surprising team? Good, you can even say bad. Um, or and and I also go too, that way. and go players as you let's say if there's any players that have been surprisingly great or surprisingly bad as um, well. Nick, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. We'll put Mac out of his misery really quick. Yeah. The most surprising team is the St. Louis Cardinals. Hey, how many times hey, in the last yeah. month have I just messaged the chat? The Cardinals stink. And I have been the first to say, that was... in, in my defense, I have been the first one to say it too. We suck. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah they like, do. They go out, spend all the money to get Wilson to be the heir apparent for Yachty. <laughs> then they backpedal the... and say he's no longer going to be a catcher, and now he's catching games again. It's like, like they signed him to be terrible. their scapegoat. They're bad. They're it's very like... bad. It's like, let's sign the Cubs guy so if we suck, we have somebody to blame. Like, they are bad, and it makes it even worse that you're seeing other guys that they have traded away not just excel, but be multiple in the MVP conversation. Yes. And two of like, them, we mentioned Garcia and then Rosarena. Both those guys are all-stars. And you it's, know, it's tough. I mean, Marcelo Zuna starting to kick it back in. Yeah. It's just... Name after name that you could throw out there, they're good. Like Carson Kelly, batting's not great, but like he's still a premier defender. Yep. It's like, been a mess, it's, man. It's tough. It's tough. And Which, now they're looking like deadline sellers, and it's. And we'll touch on that later. Yeah. <laughs> they have two of probably the thirty best guys that play in the world. They have a reigning MVP. It's been a mess, Mac. What else do you want to? I mean, at least you're admitting that it's been a tire fire. When, um, I mean, after April, I was like, this team is bad. Like, they're just not good. It's been terrible. I mean, if you, you trot out 41-year-old Adam Wainwright to be your ace, what else do you expect, right? Well, I mean, you know, when your ace is never healthy, that's what you have to do. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. It seemed like they were on the right direction couple years ago they have all these things go their way and now all of a sudden i mean look at just think of how bad it's gotten and how yeah, bad it, it's been this and the season. problem it's been with the cardinals messy. this year like compared to last season their offense is better like they are yeah. playing better it's just defensively and pitching has been the worst thing possible that they can put on the field it's been really like, bad even arenado's been on like him this year yeah and the question matt i mean nick said deadline sellers the question is going to be will they commit to just trying to get rid of some guys um that's going to be you know very very interesting because they've got you know and two like they also how they handled the uh 
Walker, right? He was the guy that came up and everyone was happy, hype about, and they he's back, but like they, they should never that, send him back down. They handled that situation so bad, too. Yeah. So it yeah. has to. Do, I think it's more about service time than anything. Yeah. But if that's the they case, know they why suck, bring him up so... opening day? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it makes no sense. It's like they're going to the... be competitors, I guess. It's like if the Cubs would have brought up Bryant opening day, but then after a week they sent him back down for the three weeks. And yeah. then call yeah. that was just what are you doing? Um, okay. Well, uh, Mac, su- surprising team player, both. What are, what do you so team wise? They have kind of cooled off the last month, but it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, they got out to a fast start, led the division for you know the first two three months, and now injuries have kind of sidelined them a little bit, but. What they were able to do without O'Neill Cruz has been remarkable. I mean, he's been he's like their main guy, and they're still being able to fight for you know second in the division right now. Yeah, they currently sit in fourth. Third. Uh oh, fourth. they're fourth. Yeah. yeah, they're a game back, they're a game and a half behind the Cubs who are in third, they're eight and a half back of the but Reds. Like they, but you they've know, been up there. They they took advantage of a softer schedule to start. They were the best team in the National League for about a month and a half. Which I mean, mm-hmm. hey, credit on it, but I get what you're saying. Like, I don't think I, I think the fact it was never it was there, never going to be sustainable. No, but like it, it was really was. cool to see what they were able to do when they had the, the lineup's chance. just not there yet. It's not yeah, ready. exactly, exactly. My biggest uh, surprising team to end that same division, and I mean, we mentioned you know a team that was just a dumpster fire a year ago, and now they're awesome. And I mean, I know Awesome's a weird retrospect, but because they are in the second worst division in baseball, but the Cincinnati Reds, man, they obviously, I mean, Ellie De La Cruz has, has stepped into the, has stepped into the big leagues and has probably become the most, probably become the second most important watchable player in the league. Uh, and he's American, he's right? Ellie, he Amer- no. he's not American. Okay. Um, I don't know where he's from. I was just asking. So, El, but okay. Regardless, I think he's the second most. He's the second most watchable guy in the league. Obviously, you have to go out of your way to buy to if you to buy tickets to go watch or turn on a Shohei Otani game. Um, number two on that list is this dude. He's been insane, and the team has actually been pretty good with the prospects that they've had coming through. Uh, and you know, I don't. It's not as Many and as deep and as good as the Orioles, but at least when you look at the Reds, just last year they were a dumpster fire, last in one of the worst teams. I think they were the wor- one of the two or three worst teams in the league. Um, I'm so in on the Reds. Uh, so I'm going to say this with the Reds, that like last year was by design. Like they yeah. allowed the young guys to go out and have their, you know, their mistake, make their mistakes, let them grow, let them figure out what they needed to do to be a pro. And this year it, it shows that everything they did last year worked. And this team is learning from everything that they did. They went through the, the question for them, Nick will be if they can sustain this through this season, it would be a big, I think big, even if they get in as like the three seed and lose like the Cardinals did last year, I think that's an important stepping stone for them just to show like, Hey, we can all win all these games and be here. Um, the last thing you would want for this team is just to be kind of there, but not make it be like, oh, we were only there because we had that insane ass winning streak, uh, in the in June. 
right? Nick, wouldn't you say like that? That's kind of the important stretch where this team is at right now. For me, they're hard because they did this stretch without their top two arms. Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green have both been hurt now for going on what a month and a half. Yeah, Something for a while. So you're missing your top two arms that you're looking at for your future, and you're still able to do this. Like that's that's the thing that when you say they're surprised, yeah, it's that offense being carried by Friedel, Will Benson, those young guys, Spencer Steer, like Matt McLean. Yeah, yeah. You have all these young guys that are hitting, but your strength was supposed to be your young pitching and they're hurt right now. Mm-hmm. So what can this team look like if those two are able to get healthy in the second half and pitch meaningful games down the stretch? Yeah, I don't like, think that they have to get in, but I think you have to be able to have those young guys play on a stretch run and feel what meaningful, meaningful baseball in the last month of the season feels like. They yeah. need to be doing at least what the Seattle Mariners did two years ago. Yeah. Fighting until the very last day for a playoff spot. Yeah, be in the mix. Yeah, they got to be, be in the mix. Play meaningful baseball in September. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, if you were looking, if we if I had to throw out another just kind of a team that was a bit surprising, where do the Blue Jays in your guys' mind quantify on the disappointment scale? Or are they just kind of a victim of a really great division? Victim of probably I mean, the best division in baseball. I mean, it's, we're talking like this team's not a playoff team right now. Yeah, they're in right now. I mean, that's fair. They're in and they have the played Yankees. better. They they <laughs> like, started terrible. Would you say? That? I mean, when you have Kevin Gosman, I think a lot of the issues go away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those. The disappointment isn't what they've done; it's what individual players haven't done. Like Vladdy's power hasn't really been there. Uh, obviously, Manoa's a massive disappointment. Like with them, it's not so much a team because you can look at the team success right now and be like, okay, they are in a division that going into the year, the only team that you said maybe not have a shot at the playoffs is Boston, and they're still very competitive. Like this division's murderer's row right now. So the team success, I think they're fine right now. I don't consider them a disappointment, but individual players on them, absolutely. Okay, and well, I think another. I think though too the if you want to bring out like the disappointment awards, the top two steps on the podium have to be the Padres and the Mets, right? Yeah, Mets up top for sure. Yeah, I mean, talk I mean, about years from hell. From what they've spent, they should be doing a lot better. Like, you have an owner that is willing to do literally anything, spend literally anything, and this is uh, this is what you're getting right now. Not great. It's been bad. Uh, Magnic, any other surprises, good or bad, players or teams, before we move on? Uh, I mean, I'll give a surprise to Luis Arise. I mean, obviously, we knew he was good. Career 310 hitter-ish. Then all of a sudden, it's popping off right now. That's uh, going to go down as a massive win-win trade for mm-hmm. both teams because Pablo I mean, Lopez has been fantastic for mm-hmm. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the Marlins are missing pitching right now. So that's a big one. Oh, my God. No, they're pitching incredible. That's why I'm like, that's that's a surprise. Like, good good on both of them. Nobody expected Arise to be a potential 400 guy. And then, I mean, you can give, you know, ticker cap to Justin Steele, too, this year. I mean, that guy's Cy Young worthy for sure. Yeah, him, the Cubs – 
are in a weird spot. Um, because they talk about them, they're weird. They <laughs> they have they have a fantastic top. Like if they somehow made the playoffs, or like say they, I mean, say they snuck in. This won't happen. But I'm just being. I'm just this. This is how it would be viewed. If they made the wild card weekend as the six or the five or whatever, and they that's a fucking nasty ass three games you got to play against those starters. Yeah. Strowman, Hendricks, and Steele. Like, that's good. And the bullpen has been – pieces have been okay. The it's rest been has been – They've been above water. The rest yeah. has been horrific, and that's what's killed them. That's what's been killing them. Um, that 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 just some drastically horrendous roster management stuff, which basically outside of your eight best hitters, you have a, minor, you have a double A team. I mean, speaking of the Cubs, bad surprise, Jamison Tyon. God, he's been terrible. He's been, a, been a career like okay pitcher, and now he's a bottom five ish starter in the league. Remember when we would play like MLB the Show, and he'd be like a ninety. He was yeah, good. I don't want to talk to God, the hopes so and bad. dreams, and what could have been. He's been terrible. Uh, but hey, Cody Bellinger, good surprise. Welcome back to the island of relevancy. You know, give a round of applause to Christian Yelich for coming yeah. back to 2018 standards. Yeah. Matt Chapman as well. Mm-hmm. That is – that's a good point, yeah. He, he He's not completely useless. Uh, he's not a complete just box out there that uh, – swinging a pool, pool noodle. Him and Bellinger were kind of in that same plane, right? Yeah. Though uh, Bellinger was – it was rough. It was rough for those of us that bought Cody Bellinger season tickets before the like me and Nick before the price jumped when he won MVP. And, and now, and now we've been too long. Yeah, we we held on it for way too long. And then I was the one that never got on that train. Yeah, I was on the other guy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, moving on. What do I have next here? Um, where we go? All right. Let's go to our sex two sections here. Speaking of trying to tell the future, we're going to go team currently in the playoffs that we expect to potentially miss. Mac Fulton, we'll start with you. Okay. Do you want me to go with the safe option or like the hot take here? Brother, fucking why'd you ask? Let it rip. Team's Toronto. They're not going to make the playoffs. That's your hot take? Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, I don't think production's gonna stay in up where they can stay above like keep the keep afloat. I mean, they're literally just trying to figure out everything and anything that can work and hope yeah. it does. And, and that's when your pitching's having so. that much issues and you're still just treading water, something's gonna happen and you're not gonna be in a position to win to even be competing in that division. Yeah, that in their arm, they don't have great pitch. They don't have the they're, best. They're, pitch they're, they're pitching like the Cubs. You have one they're or two guys that can go out weird. there, and then after that, it's nothing. Yeah, Gossman's been killer. Brarios has been great. Bassett's been okay, but even still, they're um, weird. The lineups, their bats should carry, like, but it, there's a chance that they don't make it. Yeah, and it's again going back to the just that division. So God. It's so tough. It's so tough that I, I can see that. I don't disagree with it. Like, but at the same time, if you said they win, they the best team in the AL at the end of the year, I'm like, okay, sure. that's 
Not Manoa shocking. figures it out. And... <laughs> it all relies on the fat man, right? Yeah, it kind of does, honestly. A lot, we'll come... a lot does. Make, make sure we don't move on without getting your other one, because I'm interested. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Nick, who do you got? I know I just hyped these guys up earlier, but uh, Arizona. Damn it. You stole mine. I didn't have a second one. I, I I know I just hyped them up earlier, but they're the first. I have a couple that I don't think will make it, but they're the first team that I look at that I'm like, I don't see that their early success sustains. You're relying too much on guys with massive injury histories that some of them already, who knows? Some of them are like, already getting hurt. <laughs> Cattell Marte is a glass cannon that has been knock on wood, very healthy this year. Like they're just, I love them. I want them to succeed, but that's the first team and honestly the best team out of the group that I don't think will make it in that is right now to fall. Yeah, they would be – that's who I put. If I had to put another, probably – I mean, I'd be I, – I can't put Miami because I feel like their pitching's too good, right? Like, yeah, wouldn't it the be, bats are just – so so, that's true. Like they have, they don't have enough. Like Solar's awesome. Arise. If they catch great. a cold spell, they can fall in trouble. But yeah, then you're just losing a lot of three to two games, two to one games. It's like fuck. We haven't hit. Ha- we haven't had more than six hits in a game in two months, <laughs> or, or, or uh, like three weeks. It'll feel like. Um, I, that's why I couldn't put, say Miami. I know I said how much I loved them earlier. It would maybe if not the Diamondbacks, maybe the Reds. Just because it's like team that hasn't been here before, um, but I also think the Reds are better than the Brewers. I don't think the Brewers are that good. Um, I think the only way the Reds, plus the Reds, beat their brakes off them every time they play. See, I think if the I think the only team in the NL Central that actually could get in would be the Cubs, but I don't think the Cubs are going to go on a on a good enough run to catch them. So I would disagree with you there. I think the Brewers are the team that's that could knock them off. Um, when it comes to late August, you know, September baseball, I'd rather have Corbin Burns go yeah. out there than anybody that the Reds will roll out. Corbin no. Burns, Freddie Peralta, be able to roll back to Devin Exactly. Williams. You have guys that are battle-tested, playoff guys, That's know what fair. they have to do. I'd rather lean on those guys. That's fair. My biggest thing is I just, again, their, bat, their lineup outside of Yelich stinks, and their pitching has been inconsistent, but you're right. They at least have the guys that you feel good. Who was the other team that you were thinking of, Matt? It was Miami. I mean, okay. there's another there's another team oh, in the NL East that I I think's gonna jump them. So, yeah. Oh, uh, and okay. Not, not talking no. about them yet. No, I, I I'm with, <laughs> I'm actually with you on this, Nick. Who are you gonna say? Did you have another team in mind? I have two of them actually. That Cleveland. might miss. Oh yeah, Cleveland. Do I they just... count? Do yes, they count? Because that division is so bad, but there's so many bad teams that they're can make in. the playoffs. Like they're in. I I think that. The Twins have a better rotation with Pablo and Sonny Gray that I think Twins end up catching them. That sneaks into what I got later. But the only... other team is San Fran. I can see that. I yeah. just – old team, old bats. Like Health is an issue still with them. Health is so-so. Your starting rotation so-so. You have a killer in the bullpen, but – Their just... bullpen's fucking lights out. And Camilo Duvall like... is a savage. Their bullpen's great. Their starting rotation is men. Their lineup is meh. Where I just I don't see them holding on. 
Yeah, they only have two real starters that you look at, and you're like, I trust you on a daily basis, and that's Webb. Oh, I trust Logan, Webb. Logan Webb. Alex Cobb, at least he's had good numbers this year. Yeah. Um, Dean, yeah, he's got a sub three. Um, He's had a solid season. And you're right, they're bats. They don't have enough. If they would have landed – well, I mean, listen, the Giants are obviously the kings of turning chicken shit into chicken salad. Um. If they land Judge, not even saying Judge and Correa, because I don't think they would have went after Correa if they would have got Judge. They land Judge. How much better is this team? I know he's been hurt, but roll with me here. Healthy Judge, they would be probably another ten wins on top of what they have. It'd be significant because that's you have a couple of table setters there. You don't have a big bat there anymore right now. No, because even that though he, is just because eh. even I mean, though it, it does, it's Conforto is their big bat, and that's not saying right. much. People yeah. will probably listening or watching thinking, well, you're putting him in a shitty lineup. People can just avoid him. But it's kind of like a team that in the NBA that has a bunch of like role players that are really good. Yeah. When you give them a superstar, it elevates all of them. So judging the lineup, could I could kind of help everybody else? Well, it's degree. one of those. They're a playoff team right now without that. Exactly. You weren't giving up anything to get him. So if and you just two, add him in, it's going to improve. <laughs> and two years ago, they were the best team in the National League. Yeah. Um, With majority of the same roster adding. I mean, they got Chris Bryant at the deadline, which, Jesus Christ. Shout out to that guy. Way to make your money when you can, kid. No yeah, shit, man. man. Good on him. Talk about the uh, uh, Talk about the land of death. The Colorado Rockies. At least it's at least we can talk about like the A's because of the Vegas stuff, and they're just so so bad. The Royals too because they're also so so bad. But they have a fun player too. Exactly. Trying though. Yeah. (laughs) The Rockies just suck, and even the Cardinals who are who are dog shit. It's funny that they're dog shit. The Rockies it's, are. They the, find new ways to lose, so it's fun. They do. They do. Yeah. The fucking other day when the grounder of the pitcher and he chucked it into the stands, basically against the Marlins, yep. hilarious. The Rockies are just boring. <laughs> the Rockies are the Charlotte Hornets of baseball. <laughs> but even the Hornets help. have Lamella Ball. It doesn't help the Rockies. They're like their best players are all aging stars. So like Charlie Blackman and yep. those guys. Poor bastards, man. What a time. Free Charlie Blackman. Does he deserve to be free? Free CJ Chrome. Yeah, that too. Nah, bro. Free Yurks and Profar. <laughs> Fucking fight me. Um, all right, let's move on to did you have another team you thought, Nick, that might miss? Nope, those are my three. Okay. Um They're the most obvious. Yeah. Mac Mac's gonna be sitting here in like September because the AL Central is so bad and the Tigers are gonna have sixty five wins it, and they're gonna be four crazy, games man. out. He's like, gonna be like, We're still alive. They're eight games out right now, and I'm like <laughs> There's still a chance. Like, there's legitimately still a chance. Like, yeah, that's how bad that division is. And outside oh. of the AL East, the Tigers play good baseball. <laughs> and they're going to get Eduardo Rodriguez, Rodriguez back. I can't yeah. say his name right now. And but... Casey Mize, and they got Scooble back. So, like, everybody's getting healthy at the right time. Just got to find a way to keep, hit. Just keep them healthy. Yeah. Mac, if you could, how, over under six and a half seconds, how fast would you go back in time? And not do the hobby bias deal. I think they're gonna find a way to get out of it. Honestly, Ow! who's taking that? 
they'll either cut him I'll and they'll just eat the salary or somebody's going to take and they're going to they're going to do some maneuvering to get him off their team. You know what? That's true. At least there's, there's always a team out there that needs a bat. And Javi's an electric player, like when he's on. Nick, in about 20 minutes, Nick's going to try to stick Javi Bios on a playoff team. Um, when we do our next <laughs> set, one of our Ironically, next I am. And it, it's going to make more sense than what you would like to admit. Um, all right, team out of the playoffs that you expect to sneak in. Mac and I are both on it. Plus, Mac loves this guy. He's got a statue of him uh, bare-chested in his living room, and his wife is very jealous, and it's Bryce Harper. Um, and the Phillies, uh, it just feels like if they find a way to actually play well, which, by the way, at the beginning of the year, they did not. They were horrific. But they played better, and they're right there. They're there where it's, where it's like, eh, give them a chance. I don't expect them to shoot flames out of their dick hole for – a month like last year, but I think they could get in. So we're talking about a team who is probably, I think you argue the best team that won playing on the road. They have the best road record right now. They're doing this. They played what the first two months without Harper and Hoskins and they don't have Hoskins the rest of the season. So like they're doing this without big bats and their lineup and they're still hovering right at that wild card spot. And that's a team you just do not want to let get going because their pitching is lights out this year. Yeah, they're only a game back right now. Yeah, game mm-hmm. back of the Brewers for the sixth spot. And their pitching is lights out. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, and so everyone will – and Castellanos this year has been amazing. Him and Schwarber both, but Castellanos has yep. been dropping it. Trey Turner over the last like month has actually been realizing been that – He's starting to find it again. <laughs> He's yeah. realized that he used to be awesome at baseball – he looked he just went back and watched like world series highlights from 28 or 2019 or 2018 he forgot and uh, baseball is more about doing cool slides yeah more cool slides listen man i'm just saying we lived in a world where trey turner was a beast uh not too long ago um and yeah they i like they could get in and even though kyle schwerber is hitting 184 he's he hits nothing but bombs and, I mean, um, just look, go deeper with those numbers, though. His OBP is phenomenal, and his OPS is through yeah, the roof. He's too. walking a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, who do you got? This team that is out at the moment, want you uh, that could get in. Uh, one of the all-time disappointing teams right now, San Diego. Okay, they're I, so I, cursed, I, man. I don't, I, don't think they go. Is, I don't think they get the in. Lineup? Do I think it'll happen? No, be See, tough. But this lineup is too good, and Blake Snell is pitching too well. And we can't forget Michael Walker either. Like he's having like, an insane season too. You look roster wise; they're so good. They're too they good to potentially. So good. You they're, mean you're telling me a team this bad. loaded? Your team is telling me maybe the most talented roster ever, literally ever. You mean, are you trying to tell me, Nick, they're too good to lose potentially 90 games? No shit. That's why I'm like, they have to be on the list that teams could sneak in. Like, they have too many talented baseball players to be this bad, but yet they are. So, So, Nick had the same premise that I had on my other team that I had, and that's Seattle. Like, this team is too good not to be in the playoffs. Nick stole, Max stole my list. The problem, I I had Seattle too. The problem with the Mariners is they just had guys playing – I mean, you could kind of say with San Diego as well, but San Diego's pitching has been so fucking bad, I think. Wouldn't you say? Seattle's has been solid. Eh. 
Seattle is just all their hitters, it seems, have just regressed like a motherfucker. For I mean, Seattle. both teams, it's their top two pitchers have been great. The other ones have been no bueno. It's like yeah. with Seattle, you got Kirby and uh, Castillo. For San Diego, you got Snell and Walk. Like the top two for both teams have been great, but yeah. the rest of the rotation has been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Michael Walker. How about that? The reemergence right there. Yeah. Oh, shit. What a guy. Take me Another former Cardinal, you know, killing me. <laughs> but, yeah, but he he doesn't count. It was so long ago. Along the same lines, my other team to sneak in though is the Yankees. Like they're right there. It's the weird to think they're not in right now. The lineup yeah. is too talented, somewhat. Like the rotation's too talented, somewhat. That's a murderer's row division. But if the Blue Jays fall out, somebody's got to sneak in. So that does go hand in hand. I think. Seattle getting in would be like the team that kind of keeps the Yankees out. That's kind of where I am. Yeah. Yankees over Sox. I know that might be recency bias because the Sox are actually playing real well right now. Yeah. Yankees over Sox. A fully healthy Yankees team taking the Yanks. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Disappointment scale question. Julio Rodriguez this season on a one to 10. Oh, really? Not as disappointing as I thought you would say it was. You kind of expected his average is bad, but like outside of his average, he's still steals are good, power numbers are okay. Like, and his defense has been great, right? Isn't that outside? He was so great last year as a first year guy that you expected some sort of fall off. You saw the same thing with Jazz Chisholm this year, where there's a little bit of regression where pitchers start to figure you you out. And so it's not that it's, bad, but but it's not just him in that rookie class that's having the same problems. No. Like Bobby Woods having the same problem. Yep. I mean, Torkelson's still trying to figure it out. Like, hey, he's sitting over two ten. He's sitting over two twenty. I know. I'm just saying. Well, last year we were like, <laughs> last year we were like, will you please hit one eighty five? Come on, man. He also leads the Tigers in home runs this year, so that's he does. Thing. Congratulations. But yeah, I mean, those guys like it's just. They the pitchers made their first adjustment. The hitters need to make their next one. They got to make their adjustment yep. now. I was listening to Bill Simmons the other day uh, talk about the Mookie Betts trade because uh, he was like, "Yeah, I went to a Dodgers game and I got pissed all over again that they made that trade." <laughs> yeah, Betts is Mookie's like been fantastic. Betts has been yeah. so fucking good this year for the Dodgers. I just I just randomly thought of that. I, we, were, I, we were talking about you mentioned the I mentioned the Red Sox and that triggered that memory. Um fucking hilarious. Uh all right, what is next? Um okay, here we go. This is our this going to be my favorite segment. What team is a move away and what is the move that puts them as a title favorite or in the hunt? Um so it's going to be interesting to see in my mind what you guys deem as in the hunt, or if you think they could actually win the title by making a move like this. Nick looks very eager, so we're going to have him hold this. Matt, go first. Okay, I have two. Um, I have two. Mine's the obvious one. It's just a matter of... Do you want NL or AL first? I have two as well. Nick, how many do you have? I have one big one and a whole bunch of players that could be targeted. Okay. I have two mega trades. Like, it's just... They're just two different leagues. All right, you can go with yours first. Uh, let's let's start. Um, Nick, is your big one AL or NL? 
My big one is AL. All right, we'll go AL first. Mac, who's your AL team? Baltimore Orioles. We all we all <laughs> the Orioles? Are you kidding? Yeah. So mine's actually I think I think me and Nick are kind of different thing here. So I, I think this is okay. Okay. So they're I'll going after you, Luke, they're gonna go after Lucas Giolito. That's fucking great. Um, they're going to get him and Kendall Graveman in this trade. Um, but they'll give up Heston Kerstad, D.L. Hall, and Hudson Harkin. Man, you actually wrote the trade out. I should have mm-hmm. went first. I, all right, I had it we... for Kirstead as well. I didn't have D.L. Hall on it, but I did have it for Kirstead. Okay, so we should run this back. This is how I'd set it up. You know, because we are a Baltimore Orioles podcast. Man, trades. What team do you guys think uh, is a move away? From uh, you know, being in the title, I'll go first here. Let's start AL. I, you know, I think the Orioles, man, we talked about it earlier. I really think that they're gonna, I think they're on it. I don't have much, but I think top level starter, if they can get a guy like that, that could really, really be a big thing. Mac, what do you think? Funny you say that. I have Lucas Giolito go into the Baltimore than <laughs> Kendall Graveman. Oh, wow. So you think, okay, you know, that you know, you could think he go now, Nick. It'd be crazy. It'd be wild. Oh, oh, Nick can't hear. No, we're in the middle of a bit. Oh my God, we're in the middle of a bit. Oh, Mac, Nick was supposed to dive in with all these analytics. Like, man, you're so right. All of these guys, and he just brings out fucking charts, and he's laser pointing, and all of these analytical numbers. Oh my God, that hurts my soul. Man, I'm shocked, honestly, that all three of us had that. I mean, they. I told you we were in the Orioles. Why do you think that the why do you think our names are orange? It's not because it's the brand color of my show. It's because we're an Orioles podcast. That is why. Uh, I will say, out. though, my NL one is very far-fetched. So, like, I hope you guys don't have that one. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I mean, I hope you don't have my – I don't have players, though. I'm glad you all have players. I knew you guys would, though. I knew you guys would have players um, and such. And I'm I'm not to sound like a complete casual. Giolito's still on the Nats, right? He's on the or, White Sox. Or on the Sox, my bad, on the Sox. Okay, I can hear you now. Okay, so so let's go back. So let's run the segment back. I'm gonna start it. Max gonna juice just like with a guy, and then you're gonna come in with the charts and the and the and the graphs and shit. So man, teams <laughs> currently a move away. You know, Orioles. I, I I really think if they can go out and get like a top level starter. You know, that would be huge, and they could, you know, contend in the AL. Nick, Mac, yeah. what do you think? It's funny you say that. I think they go after <laughs> Lucas Giolito. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Nick! No, I think Marcus Stroman's got a target. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's, it's Giolito. The White Sox suck. He rolls he out. not all of a sudden again, so uh, it makes the most sense. Young-ish guy fits into the timeline for Baltimore. It's mm-hmm. it's the it's the move. It helps open a window for them. I'm and bad. you're still so deep in your prospect pool that you don't have to worry about giving up Kirstead. If I'm you so- really want to go wild, you give up Jackson Holiday and go after Dylan Cease too. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so mad that Nick didn't with all that dim the lights, pull go back, pull down a projector screen, and just and start showing a PowerPoint presentation. Here is why. Here is Lucas Giolito's career numbers in Canton. I'm happy that me and Mac had the same exact idea and even main foundation of the trade. 
it's just disappointing. It kind of takes the fun out of the show. Yeah, luckily I have one more. But, um, I, mean, I do too. I don't think again, like I said, Joe earlier. I think mine's a little bit off the wall. So uh, I'm just trying to figure out how fucking Nick is going to put Hobie Boyers on a team that isn't good. That is good. Uh, so good, the best, the best part about all this is when this tr- exact trade happens in the end of the month. And us three are losing our fucking minds in the chat. And everyone's like, what's so funny? We're going like, oh, my God, we're all geniuses. <laughs> uh, I thought that, I mean, honestly, I thought that trade was a stretch. But then I was like, I don't think we have it. And then he's like, it's the same thing. Like, oh, he has the same player that I do. <laughs> so I don't think we're wrong because, like, I mean, you obviously both hilariously said the same trade. But I said too, like the, the first one on mine is I think if they get a arm, they're in. Like that's what they're missing is another is like a true top level guy to where this yep. team could at least win a round or or get hot in August and that, have and have the one seed baby in home field. This trade this trade also sets them up for next year when John Means comes back off the IL. Yeah. Yep. And hopefully Grayson Rodriguez can figure it out at an MLB level. But I also, for Baltimore, have, if they miss out on Giolito, I expect them to go after either Jordan Montgomery or Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. I can see that. Just slightly low, like just a half rung below Giolito right now. But two guys that also fit the timeline, fit their need, just fill the void. With how how and they've got I don't know I don't remember their exact names but I was watch look at watching this thing the other day talking about how they've got like a couple aces in their bullpen like it it would all if they don't go out and get somebody that is one of their top three starters come October it would be a little underwhelming right it'd be disappointing not just because we're now a Baltimore Orioles podcast but also because like this team's good and just think of how close they were to getting in last year like go like. Obviously, for them to win the title, it would probably feel kind of out there, and like it feel like a it feel it would feel like it was out of nowhere. Still, like it feels like they're not there yet. Like this is like twenty fifteen Cubs ish kind of. You mentioned the Astros; they're, so they're be, very close. Um, but like, there's no reason to not try to go for it and see what happens. Not you don't have to sell everything, but at least make a move to make you when you're there have a shot. Yeah, or, you know. I agree. And you okay. have the you the big thing is you have the organizational depth to do it without hamstring yourself at all. You have the depth that you can make these trades and still not feel the pain from that trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, my second trade. We've gone this entire time and we honestly haven't talked about what do you got, Mac? I was gonna say we probably should all name our teams that we have just in case. I have the Braves. <laughs> you have the Braves? Uh, yeah. It's not, it's it's just again mine aren't players like you guys are gonna dive way deeper into that than me. I just was trying to think what they could add. Um, we've gone fifty five minutes and we haven't talked about the best team in the league. They're twenty five and four since June, which is bananas. Uh, they could have won it all again last year, but they ran into literally the most. They ran into black. They ran into St. Louis Cardinals level of black magic against the Phillies. Um, and I think the Braves are awesome. I think if they can add one more 
But again, if they add, I feel like they're at the level where if they somehow just say fuck this, let's win, let's go, let's get on our 0-1 Lakers shit and not lose a playoff game. Um, if they just drop their dick on the table and find a way to unload and get like another top level ace, like one of these guys you're talking about that could be available, I feel like that would just it'd be like, yep, overwhelming favorites, it's a wrap. Um, that's my biggest thing with the Braves. Um, oh, I'm I, disappointed you said that. Why? Because I disagree. I don't think that a starter is what they need. What do you think they need? I think their rotation is fantastic. Colby Allard just got back. I think if you're going to add a piece, it's a reliever, and it's probably Scott Barlow. Okay. A high leverage arm in the back yeah. end of your bullpen. You call him or you go for Giovanni Gallego kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't – like, their starting is fantastic. Strider. Strider's like, been amazing. Strider's been great. Bryce has been Kyle amazing. Wright's good. Kyle Wright's good. You're uh, expecting to get Soroka back. You just got Kobe Allard back. Like, their starting rotation's not an issue. Okay, that's fair. My thing is but just if you thinking can add of one how... In the bullpen, yeah, no, that's fair. My thing has been thinking of, like, how injury-proof those like that spot has been. And obviously, they were... Like, the one year they were actually almost all healthy was yeah. the year they won the title. I think they basically had their entire... They had their entire fucking cup to, to pick from of but all I mean, of those savages they have. And they never got ironic, away from they never got away from injuries that year either, though. No, because Acuna got hurt and Charlie Morton got hurt in the world. Soroka got hurt game one of the season. Yeah, so like that's yep. the thing. Like it just for them, I feel like to have available guys still is something. So that was my initial thought. You're probably way more right than I am on that. That was just the first thing that came to my mind. It was like, okay. If they added another true superstar pitcher, it would be like even if it is a superstar bullpen guy too, it would be like shit. There is no hope. They're so fucking good. Um, they're loaded. Acuna's been amazing. Um, so yeah. Well, uh, any what? Um, Nick, you had another one. It felt like that you were really trying to finagle. What do you got? Um, another one that I really like is Miami sending Edward Cabrera to uh, Colorado. For four offensive starters, <laughs> you get Charlie Blackman, CJ Crone, and you can pick two more guys that can fill into your lineup. But it's mainly for Blackman and Crone. Like, so you you think they just need good warm bodies? I think you get two starters and two bench bats. That makes sense. Yeah, like, and again, you're not hurting for starting pitching if you're Miami. You just sent down Yuri Perez because you have too much pitching. Their, their pitching is so good. And like I said earlier, Mac, that's why I feel like it's hard. Like I can see it because you guys made the good counterpoint of if their bats just stink, then, yeah, you're losing a lot of 3 2, two one games. Their pitching to me is just so fucking good, it's hard for me to see them fall out. That's fair. Yeah, that's but yeah a good no, point. For me, it's just they need to add depth to their lineup. Like the lineup is just so, so top-heavy right now and – you can't, you can't do that. And you don't have much pop either. You got a lot of good, like you have the t- guys you have. Solar is pop, but outside of that, it's not. You're not spraying the ball everywhere like you would want to. Yeah, and imagine like if those other two guys were say Yurikson Profar, or like a Randall Grichuk. Like you're adding three guys that could start every single day if you're the Miami Marlins. For right now, your fourth starter, fifth starter. 
So you think it's worth worth getting rid of a guy like that for utilities? I think it makes sense if you're going to try and go after it. If you're going to try and win. No, that's fair. If you're looking at it like, okay, I don't think we can right now, then you can hold on to those guys and try to package them for something else later on. But if you're looking at it like we are a playoff team this year and we want to be a playoff team that is competitive, I think that's the type of move that you make. Yeah, that's a fair idea. That's a fair assessment. Mac, what's your next move? So this one, you guys might think I'm crazy here, but it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, they're going after Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, second guy, I thought. I was so, hoping you were going to say Salvador Perez. but No, no it, it, I feel like the reunion for Goldschmidt back to Arizona is fitting here. And yep. Arizona would have to send like Brandon Pfat, maybe Christian Walker and Ivan Melendez. Do you, so how many, a lot, but it is, but I think they can make that move to make it work. How many years does Goldschmidt have left? He has another year after this. Okay. So it's not like you're trading for a guy who's on a contract. You're not rental. No, but, but you're trading for a 30, what, two year old first base? 34 year old, but it's still first base. He's still great. I just, I, I agree with the location. The package, I have a slight – I think that's a slight I mean, overpay, but – I may say PFAT might be too high, but, like, the pieces are there to make it work. Yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. Nick, but you I mentioned – I do agree oh. that Goldschmidt's on the move. I would also watch out for Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But Dodgers? Angels. Okay, I was going to say. I, I, can, I mean, I can give you a laundry list of Cardinals that are going to be on the move probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you think – you uh, let's stick on. Uh, do you guys want to stick on the Cardinals selling or the or Nick? Let's stick on the Cardinals selling real quick because Nick mentioned the Diamondbacks going after another guy, and I, I want to touch on that. Let that be his next one. Um, so I like that. That'd be a nice move for them because it feels like if you just add another one of those type of guys, it feels like at the top of the NL. Which let's be real. I mean they. I mean record wise too, they have been. Well, I mean I guess they're fourth. Um, behind the Braves, Marlins, and then the Dodgers. They're tied with the Dodgers right now. But those, like, at least in the Braves and the Dodgers, you need to have dudes, right, at the mm-hmm. end of the day? Because yep. those teams have dudes. So getting a guy like Goldschmidt, it would be definitely fitting for them. Uh, so I'm with that. We'll, we'll touch on what Nick was going to say, what he thinks they should add here in a oh, second, because I want to talk about that player specifically, because it feels like oh. – He's, He's going to go. It's just a matter of where. Exactly, and it's felt that way for years. Um, the Cardinals selling. What, Mac, we'll start with you, then Nick, you can chime in. Where, who else on that roster is at the highest of the list that you feel like could get, you know, turkey-basted to the rest of the league? Jack Flaherty. Uh, Montgomery. Yep. Diego. Hicks. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Goldschmidt. Alex Wilson. Okay, if you guys and got rid of Hicks, does Hicks have the most value? Not on the team, but you, I, there's a team that's going to pay for him. Trade-wise, it's probably... Jack's still probably the top guy. Flaherty, I guess. Because his age. Yeah. Like, and he's been only good this year when healthy. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, no, I'm with I you. agree. I agree. It's there's going to be about 10, 11 players from the Cardinals act. Is he getting moved? Yeah. You think it's just they, a matter of can, will they do it? It's just, yeah. 
Will they ship off all of them, or are they just going to like piecemeal Gallegos and Montgomery? I don't think Montgomery stays. Jack's a question mark. Where I think that I they need to be willing to very likely to happen. Flaherty and the Cardinals are they still don't sit well with each other after the whole arbitration hearing. Do you think it's on the board that someone calls about old Noli Nolan? But he's early into a contract. Somebody calls tough. whether they answer it. Probably not. They'll probably answer, but nobody's going to have the pieces to give up. No, I mean that's it, still. It would have to be something crazy. Okay, let's go back to Nick's point about Salvi Perez. So you mentioned the Diamondbacks. It's weird to see catchers move this time. It'd of be year. fun to just add another uh, massive name to San Diego for disappointment's sake. <laughs> hey, man, positional need is there as well, but yeah. Uh, Gary Sanchez hasn't proved to be great <laughs> for them. Um, so, yeah, Salvi on Salvi on the Royals team. Hey, at least they still have something that resembles the team that won a championship, right? Yep. Um, I mean, it's it's disappointing. Salvi's having another great year. He's a top four offensive catcher this year, Mac. Would you agree? I, I mean, he's been that way for the last like decade, right? But yeah, this year <laughs> yeah. especially, he's been really good. And, like, with his size, how many more years does he have at catcher? At least at this level. He he has two more years behind the dish and another three or four at DH. Yeah, like, he's going to be able to keep on playing. Like, he's had a couple injuries, but nothing I think the best comparison for Salvi going down the road is going to be at Victor Martinez. Like, he's going to be what Victor was. I would agree. That's not bad. Just get him out of there. Let him go for another – championship let him try and fight for something exactly any other teams that you think would go out go willing to go grab them in the race right now seattle the standings real quick hey seattle's the team that i have trading for somebody else (laughs) um new york could yeah new york would make sense he honestly would probably fit pretty well in new york too I think so too. And um, then the other so one. I'm trying would to pull be... up the to look at it again to just think about it. The twins kind of make sense too, which is weird, but they would never trade in division. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. But, but like, the fit makes sense. Houston would be fun. They definitely need catching. So, yeah. Houston would be really fun. That might be my favorite to get them right now. Oh boy, um, that's that 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 I'm putting that on the list. Houston getting Salvi Perez. We have gone a long time without mentioning them, and I wanted to bring them up eventually when we started talking about the bubble. Um, that's that's probably my team that I would say I would be the most intrigued by. They are. They're just kind of chilling right now, Mac. Wouldn't Milwaukee you say? Milwaukee would also be oh. kind of fun, though. I will, I'll I say mean, Milwaukee would also be kind of fun. And they need a fucking – they just need another bat that's like – that you yeah. feel threatened by. Uh, Houston, though, that they're just kind of chilling. They're going to – they're ready to snipe at moves like crazy people, get guys healthy. Yeah, And then we're going to be like, fuck, why are the Houstons winning another title? I, I think they're in the market – they're going to be in the market for a catcher, and they're going to be in the market for an outfielder. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. Nick, uh, I, I don't know, Mac. You, you didn't have any more trades, did you? No, I said the two. Matt or Nick, go on. You have a list here. Rattle them off. Okay, so uh, you just want to hear my hobby bias right now? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Seattle. Okay. What is what's the return? Some like middling shit guy, and Detroit kicks in just a little bit of cash to help offset it. Seattle does it because you can't do any worse than what Colton Wong has done this year. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. And well, at the very least, it makes sense Bobby for the Tigers to do that. Threat. It makes sense for the Tigers too because then they can call up Colt Keith. Yeah. That's why if there's a team that does trade for Javi Baez, I see it as Seattle. The glaring, glaring hole at second base, which has been a phantasm of nothing there for them. Like, at least if you get Javi, you're taking a shot. Yeah, you're overpaying for a guy that has been sporadic at best in both his performance and effort. In the last five years. But if he plays and plays well, it's a good get for a team that's trying to make a push. Uh, let's see here. What else do I have here? Uh, Heimer Candelario. Is he the top, like, one of the top three bats that teams are going to be going after this trade deadline? Yeah. He's been I think he's up fantastic for, sure. for Washington. Yeah, that he – that that he, you got to think, right? Because it's like, what is Washington trying to do? Obviously, they just suck. But that's the thing. But They're like, uncompetitive are they, this year. Yeah, no, he's that's the thing. Are they going to under? Guy. Are they going to understand that he is a guy that you can flip and get assets for? Also, what kind of assets will he command? Like that's, he's a guy that I don't have a team for right now. I don't know who would go after him, but he's the guy that I look at. Like somebody is going to go after him, and it's going to you're going to look at it in the playoffs. Like that was a pretty damn good move. Yeah, it's just like holy shit. Not quite the uh, not quite the Eddie Rosario move for the Braves, but like the, the is it like the step cousin of that? Could be. Imagine when the Dodgers go after him. There you go, and it's like, oh wow, here's a killer. Dodgers are going to do I mean, something because Dodgers always do something. That they aren't they another team that's going to be in the market for one of these pitchers, considering. I would assume so. The I, mean, going to get I think a they're, they're so hurt that they have to go after something. Mm-hmm. You can't just let Kershaw keep on being – he's been unreal this year for as old as he is, and there's been no fall off. No. But yeah. you lose Dustin May, you lose Walker Buehler. Like, at some point you have to add something else. Julio Urias has been incredible for the first month and a half and then absolute dog water for the last two months. Like – you have to go out and get something. Noah Syndergaard, who's been dog water for the entire season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's why, like, and yet they're still leading that division. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to I mean, like, Freddie I mean, Freeman. Freddie Freeman, man. Him and Betts have been sensational. I mean, the, there's two other players that I think that could get moved. Um, I don't know if it's likely. Brian Reynolds might be the biggest name. Yeah, he signed that deal, though, man. Why would they move him now? The problem is Pittsburgh's in a position where they're not really – like, they're competitive, but they're not competitive. And he's at back end of 20. Like, he's getting close to 30. He might not fit in the picture for Pittsburgh down the road. Uh, And then the other one would be Brady Singer. I think he might get moved. Okay, That's fair. I was gonna say too. I was gonna real quick say about Freddie Freeman. He plays pretty fucking good for a guy who didn't want to, who doesn't want to play in LA. Yeah, just gets after it. It's just hits weird. baseballs. Just fucking. You want to hear my? If 
I could make any wish for a team to get one player and what that deal would be. All right, who are the Cubs getting? No, it's not the Cubs. Who it's the Tampa it? Bay Rays. Ooh, now we're talking. Now you're talking my length. Talk dirty to me. Mitch Keller. Okay. For Kyle Manzardo, and probably their number nine or ten prospect. You what? get another guy from Pittsburgh that has shown flashes, has been very steady, but if you think he could get a change of scenery, might flip that switch and be special. You give up a great first base prospect, but your your at your lineup is great right now. Mm-hmm. Yandy Diaz has been a revelation, incredible. Like Manzardo right now is an extra asset for a team that has historically not kept assets long term. No, and you you it's a move like that to get Mitch Keller. You need something like that because. You're you are you're not Padres level cursed, but goddamn, you are cursed. You'd think for a team that does it the way they do, and just you know, their dick might be small, but they sling it around. Um, and also, just imagine being able to roll out a threesome of McClanahan, a healthy glass now, and Mitch Keller. Uh, I know that's the thing. Like they're fucking getting decimated again with injuries. Uh, hey, Glass now is back. You say he's playing now, back. right? For the first time in since 2021. Yeah, if they can get him, that'd be huge. That's that's yeah. my I wish. I say, that at was, least, that's my, at least he learned cool. how to pitch without sticky stuff. So Yeah. Hey, same with Garrett Cole. Yeah. Cole's been Garrett great Cole went from great to terrible to oh, I can pitch again now. Yeah. Other no, names just... to watch for though, Jared Lorenzen, Tommy Pham. But the big, I'm going to say the biggest name that might be available is going to be in the offseason. So, and yeah. it might be crazy to some people. It's Trevor Bauer. Like, yeah. He's, he's, been, he's, he's been very good over there. I just oh, yeah. He's playing overseas, there. right? In Korea. He's playing in Japan. Or Japan. Or Korea. Yeah. One or the other. I think it's, I have no fucking clue which one. And it is. he's playing well. Yeah. In his last seven starts, he's six and now. Oh boy! Yeah, and he's still—is he technically still on the Dodgers? No. Oh, no, he was a free agent. Were, he's a UFA. He's a UFA mm-hmm. now because they released his rights. I mean, why? Don't we all kind of agree he should be allowed to be playing right now? Technically, without knowing all of the details, <laughs> he was yeah, I... deemed innocent, <laughs> and he served a two-year suspension already, where people like Domingo Herman were able to come back. And they made him, Chapman. You know, and they made him the example, and that's what it was. Like we just saw a perfect game thrown by a guy that was suspended for a season for domestic violence. Where yeah, Bauer has served his time. Again, without knowing all the details, he will he should be able to be back in the league. Shit person, good person, who gives a shit? Like it, that's not my place to say it. But no, yeah, and we're obviously you know we're not here to talk about the legal system. We're we are we are talking about the, I guess the um you know the way MLB has handled this has been exactly very strange. Yeah, very strange. there's no there's co- no continuity in how they handle this issue. 
No. He'll be a UFA. Obviously, Shohei, he's going to be out there for those people to just go. Yeah, it's another UFA. Rub the nub dubs, rub the tub. No. Mulbeck mentioned. Hmm. One other guy, though, that would be fun for a lot of teams, Alex Verdugo. If Boston looks at it like, okay, we're not going to be able to compete, how quickly do they start moving off of a guy like Verdugo, who's 28, needs a new contract here coming up, and is hitting 290 with almost 15 home runs? And then it would officially be the Red Sox getting nothing back from Mookie Betts. Depends on who they get him for if they trade him. So. I'm just saying, man. God damn. That's just, that's just another good name. That's a oh, you're right. Yeah, I mean, there's no they're going to be available. A lot of teams just – there are a lot of middling teams right now that have to make a decision. The Cubs have to make a decision with Marcus Stroman. The Pirates have to make a decision with Mitch Keller. Let's say, like, in theory, haven't the Cubs already made their decision? Well, they trade him. Like they're not, like, not going to send him back. Which is asinine, but – It is wild. Okay, where uh, where's our next topic? All right, we're getting into the meat and potatoes. Well, oh, that was our meat and potatoes. This is an easy one. This uh, might be the easiest question yeah. of all time. So we've got, you know, awards. Uh, that was our meat and potatoes, obviously, to see what. I have of crazy one name shit. listed for each each of these. I have I have multiple. Just to I have throw. multiple, but like I I named the big name of this for the AL at least. Like, yeah, like I gotta give okay. some love to the so, other guys. <laughs> so we're we're picking the and we're picking the MVP and Cy Youngs. Obviously, it's going to be Shohei and Acuna. End of segment, move on. But, hey, let's talk about a couple other guys that are having good seasons. Nick, shall we? <laughs> I mean, we can. I'm just or saying. Are you, it's, or it's are you? Barring catastrophic injury, that's that's where we stand. Or are you the also an elitist? In the AL, we could just give one name for two awards and be fine this year. You think Shoei's going to win Cy Young, too? He's been on track so. to do it. But he could. It's, it's on the board. I mean, he's probably – one A or one B this year. That'd be more than it's more than on the board. That's like in the clubhouse, uh, like on the couch, in your kitchen. Um, look, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I'm just saying I like to, you know, spread the love a little bit, Nicholas. But yeah, talk about you can, oh, but you're you can, wrong. No, elitist Nick. You can also you can talk about those two great players. Tell us how great their seasons have been. So, if you they want have to. been. Like I know, I know. Shohei Otani is on pay- is the best baseball player to ever live. Do you want me to just say it? Because that's what he is right now. And My favorite Acuna, and Ronald Acuna is about Babers to be a forty forty year. So my favorite Babers wasn't a real person. So nobody in history has ever done this. No, exactly. Babe Ruth is fake. Gosh. Shohei Otani is real. We have video evidence. Um, my my thing is, um. With him, the hot take is now becoming, is he the best athlete we've ever seen? Ooh, it's fucking close. Is he is he the best athlete alive right now? Like a- active athlete alive? Is there anybody that is on his level of greatness? And if okay. so, who? Athlete-wise, it's a tough thing. We can't – it's too broad of a topic to say he's the best athlete in the world. By the best athlete he's the best in- baseball player. Sorry, all you Summer Olympics watchers. Best athlete who matters. Um, you know, shout out to well, Usain Bolt. I mean, you're just saying basketball players don't matter by saying that. What? Summer Olympics. 
Oh, they don't. I'm. You know what I'm fucking talking about, you dork. Like, oh god, I can't. Think about the best player for every sport right now. Like Mahomes, McDavid, Jokic, him, McDavid, Jokic, Shohei is. It's, it's so much different and so much more special. Like, yeah, it would be essentially saying like. Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown and then turns around and plays safety and gets a pick. It's like saying that Patrick Mahomes led the league in passing yards and, and rushing yards this year. <laughs> God, like, that's a good. That's one. what this is. Yeah, no, it's it's bananas. What he's done, like, what Otani has done, is insane. I agree. I think he's the best athlete in the world right now. He's wild. the most watchable. He's the most like you. He's the you most electric. The, if you have you have to go out of your way to try to watch somebody, that's the guy to go to see a game on. Exactly, yeah. It's like you have to be like, God damn, we kind of have to go watch this guy live. I mean, I still remember, and I I technically wasn't even there watching the game. I was working, but I still remember it when Nathan and I were up there in Minnesota, and like his at bat, the fucking place just got silent, and it was the only time when we were working that it was dead, and it the whole place yep. just got silent, and then the next pitch, he fucking hits a moonshot. In their prime, there's only been one other person who's done that in our lifetime, batting wise. Barry? Well, sorry. Yeah, Barry's one of them, but I'm like older in our lifetime. Albert oh. Pools. Yeah, Pools. The only other one ever TV. done that. That and then the Sosa McGuire home run race, but. But that's like the Bond that's part. Like, very, they're all together, very, yeah. 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 Um. And then Acuna, like Mac was saying, he's going to have like a borderline 40, he's 40, 40 guys. He's going to have 40 bombs, 40 over. He's going to go, go, he's going to flirt with 80, he right? He's going to be 40, 60. Mm-hmm. Like 40, 60 is very realistic. 40, 80 is a lot, but not out of the question. What's the most home runs to steals in a season by anybody? <sighs> Nobody I has ever been it, 40, 60. No, I or think it's 40, 40 and 50, I think. Yeah, it's something like that. Like, okay, Soriano but, had 40 and, like, 46. He was 40 and 46. And that's the bar he's going after. Yeah. Okay. Um, Other guys that I had in there uh, in the discussion, because, you know, I'm not an elitist. Uh, in the uh, National if you League, say one of the names, I'm going to call you out on it, though. All right. You want to say I, I'm elitist? I got you. Hold I on. Have, so, go. I have two other names for AL MVP and then one for NL. I, I just was throwing guys I on the sheet. Two I was just going around and looking. Uh, for MVP, I had Freeman and Mookie, of course, because they've been great on one of the best teams. Shout out Corbin Carroll. He's been great. That's who I had. Um, and, uh, and that was it for NL. Who am I, am I missing someone? Or, no, that's my that's my NL one is Corbin Carroll. AL, the only other two I had AL were Corey Seager, who's been great, but he probably won't. I mean, he's, I mean, he'll eventually probably have the second best odds, but Wander Franco's been great. Who, who, who am I missing, Nick? I oh yeah, I have two others there. I have Randy Rosarena and Adolis Garcia. Yep. So wait, who'd you say, Joe? For the AL, Wanderer and yeah. Corey Seager. Also, Bo Bichette. Bichette's been That's great. True. Yeah, his numbers have been great. And uh, then Adley, just for funsies. Hey, we are an Orioles podcast. I, I, uh, you. While you're having issues, I was saying the, our names are orange, not because it's the show brand, even though I got to update the logo. Sorry, Ethan. Um, he messaged me today, by the way. Like, I thought you weren't shopping for a new logo. I was like, I wasn't. Got made. Shout out to Doug. Um, uh, but uh, 
Uh, yeah, it's orange because we're an Orioles podcast. That's what we are. Way down in the O. Um, Cy Young front runners. Uh, I had Kershaw not winning it, but in the up there. Um, and then Spencer Strider. He's been really good this year for the Braves. Um, those are my two guys that I had. In, oh, and then Zach Gallon. Sorry. Oh, and then I, the, I had Gallon, and I had another guy. But And then the two guys I had in the AL were McClanahan and Fromber Valdez. So How dare you? I'll say NL, I had Justin Steele and Zach Gallon. Um, AL had Garrett Cole and Shelly Otani. All right. So for my NL, I have five because NL is wide open for me. It is. Kershaw, Steele, Snell, Bryce Elder, and Gallon. Okay. I just chose Elder over Strider just because I like some of his peripheral numbers a little bit more. But those two are a toss-up. One of them will be in the combina- in the conversation. But the fact that they're both so good, they'll probably steal votes from each other and neither of them will get it. Right. Who was the second the guy eight, you said? Uh, Kershaw, Justin Steele. Blake oh, Snow. Steele. Steele, sorry. Okay. In the AL... Nathan Eovaldi. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, was, I was watching something last night. and He's been so good for possibly the best team in baseball right now. Yeah, he – you're right. He – he. Uh, I was watching something last night, and I was going to write him down, and I totally forgot. But, yeah, you're right. That is. And then, obviously, my other two are McClanahan and Framber. No, that's a good how dare you. Good way to catch me on that. I should have had him on there. I was going to put him on last night and forgot. I was watching something, and I was like, yeah, shit, he has been great. But NL could be any of those five, or they're like – the NL one is so even right now for me that I just don't know. Somebody right. can go on an unreal run and easily snag that. AL is a smaller list of names, but I think that if they give MVP to Shohei, I don't know if they're going to give him Cy Young as well. They probably won't, but, I mean, he's – so deserving for it, though. Oh, he's been great. He's been fantastic. He's been one of the five best pitchers alive. It's just a matter of they want con- they want win. continuity in the sport, and they want other guys yeah. to get some love. Yeah, like are they going to give it to him? Unlikely. Like we don't see Cy Young MVP very often, and if you ever were, the last one was Justin Verlander, I believe. Correct. Kershaw, I thought. Nope, Verlander. Verlander did it when he was when in he Houston? won the triple crown when he won the triple crown at Detroit. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's because that's he just won a weird like is he deserving that year? Shohei's just that weird like caveat of is he worthy of getting the AL Cy Young? Yes, absolutely. He's in that conversation. I just think that they'll end up getting it to somebody else. Where did he did where did he finish last year in the Cy Young? I'm not sure, but I can find out. I'm trying for trying to remember who won that. Um. Okay. MVP or uh. He finished fourth. Okay. World Series. Yep. Gun to your head. That I'm not having to make it, but we did go an hour and a half without talking about the Astros. I think they're really good, and I wouldn't be shocked if they get back. Uh. I'm going to go last here. Matt, who's your World Series pick? Um, What have we been saying this whole podcast? Yeah. We're an Orioles podcast, right? We are an Orioles podcast. Yeah, I have Baltimore over Philadelphia. Yeah, Baltimore winning? Okay. Yeah. I might, 
I might have them in it, that's, but I don't have one. That's sharp. If, but that's because I think they're making that move. I do. Who'd you, have, wait, I love it. who'd you have them beating? Philly. Okay, Philly. I mean, I try to get I mean, I get it. Nick? Uh, to keep the curse going, give me Atlanta over Tampa. There we go. Um, I have Braves over Orioles to, as of today. Um, Braves are so good. They're so fucking good. They're so good. They're one of the healthier teams at the moment. They don't have a clear hole in their lineup. They don't have a clear hole in their rotation. Like, they just don't have a clear hole right now. No. Obviously, things can change. Something could happen. But as of right now, they are a complete team. They are. Um, shout out to the Orioles, though. We are an Orioles podcast. Sorry, Nick is the Nick is the guy who everyone says on those podcasts about a certain team that he doesn't really like the team. He's just the most honest about it. Mac and I wear our hearts on our sleeve. And Nick loves oh, them love, the most. Nick loves love them, them the most. I love everything that they have done. I just I don't think that they're there this year. Nick loves them the most, but is also the realist about them. If that's, they were, I'd do backflips. And I can't gimmick. even do a front flip. Or back, <laughs> but I can barely do a somersault. But so I Nick saying out a way. he's willing to face plant on concrete for the Baltimore Orioles to go to the World Series. It'd be it'd be incredible. I can't even do a cartwheel. I would still figure out a way to do a flip. There we go. But I just don't see it happening. Would you dye your hair orange? That's My hair is already pretty close. That's fair. Uh, all right. If the Orioles make the World Series, Nick has to get his hair braided. I'll cut it. Don't cut it. I want you to braid it. I want cornrows. That's a terrible idea. That'd be so fucking dope. Uh, last last gimmick. What team does Shohei Otani play for day one? Next season. You want me like the like just the realistic answer for you, or just like throwing stuff at the wall and hope it sticks kind of answer? Both. I'm bored. I just thought of it. Um, like this realistic. He's gonna be an angel. You think he's gonna he's stay? Gonna, he's gonna stay in LA. There's a reason why he signed there, coming over from Japan. There's that'd a reason. Be, that'd be sad. What? You're a guy that's not from the U.S. You're gonna go stay where you're comfortable. Yeah, that's fair. See, that's why he's, I think that my favorite form is San Diego. Could you imagine? I. That's the other one I think it could close happen. to the area, large Japanese population has already started. Like when he comes, have you noticed that that when he comes to San Diego, they change the lettering on the back of the mound to Japanese. They change multiple of the other like advertisements around the backstop to Japanese. Like they pin to their Japanese audience, like. It, it makes sense, and you know they're willing to spend money. Would they be like, able to afford him? Yeah, because Soto's there's off no the cap, books. and Soto's off the books. Really? Here, yeah. Soto's, Soto's a free agent. Would you trade? So you're saying if the Angels called the Padres and said Otani for so, or if the Padres called the Angels and said Soto for Otani, if you're the Angels, you don't do it. Well, I mean, no. obviously, because you have you still have really good odds to sign him back. Yeah, um, are those the left field one? Is Texas Rangers? That'd be cool. What if he went to the Cubs? Will make a run. 
What if he went yeah. to the Mariners? That's the other one because I know the Mariners were very close. Like them and the Padres were finalists yep. to get him initially. I just thought them. Yep. Obviously, I said Mariners because of the Ichiro ties. So, and that's one of the reasons. Yeah, that's why I said Mariners. That'd be neat. So, I mean, Texas has the U Darvish connection, like how they got him in. That's fair. San Diego has the U Darvish connection because they have him now. They have yeah, him now. That's the thing. Yeah. Cubs have Saya. Does that count? Yep. They're friendly. I mean, technically, the Cardinals have Lars Newbar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Otani on the Cardinals. I'd rather fucking stab. Rather were, I was gonna say, if the Cardinals were gonna be good this year, that actually made sense. It, it was. It was a threat, and then all of a sudden they stunk. So I don't think that's as much of a. Threat. It's not. It's not on the table now. I just hope he doesn't go to the Yankees. Honestly, nothing against the Yankees. I'm not a Yankee. The Yankees hater. will throw a lot of money, but I don't. I don't think he wants to play out East. I can't picture. Shohei in pinstripes. I know. Neither can I. Like, I just can't see it. So I, I just don't. In my mind, that possibility doesn't exist. Because if I, in my head, picture Shohei in pinstripes, it just doesn't look right. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, even no. him at the World Baseball Classic in the Japanese pinstripes is like. It didn't look right. No. But, like, what are we talking? How much are we saying he's going to dictate? <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm. Like 600? 15 years, 600 mil. Because they can sign an unlimited amount of years, right? Uh, or they usually, have, it's it's 10 years, 600. It's going to be 600 plus. 10 years, 600, I think, is a starting point. I was thinking 500 is the starting point, but 600 could be. Oh, it's going over 500. Murray, no, I think so too. Was, what was Mike Trout's extension? Like wasn't five, it like twelve? Wasn't it twelve years, for four twenty or something like that? Four twenty. Yeah, four. he's gonna blow that through the water. He's gonna hit. He's gonna go. He's he. he I think he'll go. He will blow through the five hundred dollar five hundred. He will be at six. Whether it's like, it's gonna be like thirteen for six twenty or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Trout's wasn't as big as I thought. Trout's was twelve years four thirty. 430, okay. Lindor he's the only – he's the, Lind, I didn't think Lindor made – I thought Lindor no. made high threes. Or did Lindor make like 408? I thought he made like 412, but I might be wrong. Say so the biggest deal right now is Trout. Yeah. And then it goes Mookie, Judge. Yeah, Judge was like 360. Yeah. Yeah, nine years, 360. Lindor was like three, wasn't that high? He it was high. It was still one of the higher contracts. Lindor was Lindor is right now five at ten years, three forty one. Three forty one. Okay, I knew it was a weird number. Then Tatis at six at fourteen years, three forty, nice. which AAV is actually really good, considering when they signed that. That point. His AAV right now is twenty four. The highest AAV is Judge at forty. And I think that we'll see Shohei 50 this could easily get up to we'll 50 to 55. Season. Who's the next young guy to get that Tatis deal? Uh, like, let's skip Adley. all the let's skip all the bullshit. Let's just sign you for 20 years now. Um, Adley, Bobby Witt. Julio, Bobby Witt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starting to feel like either. Riley Green, maybe. Yeah, I think though I think that Detroit will sign Riley sooner than later. 
starting the field that way. You think he's like, that good? Uh, he's turning eight. Like, this year was 292, like 40 RBI right now. That's her. Okay. Um, I mean, we see we, they have these teams have to be proactive. Now we're seeing how well the Braves have been and doing yeah. that. And the fact like, that they Acuna have and the greatest contract known to man. For forever. Oh, yeah, I guess not even Tatis. Acuna was the guy who did that first, right? Acuna like, has the great – the Braves signed the greatest contract with Acuna. It yeah, and – well, his was super cheap. Tatis got great. the – Ozzy's is great. It was like six for 90, wasn't it? Yeah, Tatis got the bloated version of it. Like the – we're going to skip all these arbitration years, just sign you forever. Like, fuck this yeah. bullshit. Let's just sign you right now. That's what they said, which is smart. Um – all right, we did great. Uh, we will be back together, the three of us. Acuna's, by the way, was eight years, 100 mil. Yeah. Which is silly um, for one of the 10 best players alive. Um, making $500, $500 million under market value on that contract. Uh, all right, the next time the three of us will be together in general, probably when we do our win totals pod in about three weeks, the next time it'll be just the three of us, just the three of us will probably be college football related a week or two after that. But who knows? I mean, uh, we're, we're getting into the creative months of the year because all the preview stuff is coming out. I'm really itching for football all of a sudden. I think I've never itched for football this early in July, but I'm ready that right in that QB article got me buzzing. So see, I see um, football every day, so I'm not itching yet. That's true. Yeah, you you're you're in it already because of camps and practices and shit. So I'm just ready to rock. Um, that and I'm also just tired of watching. Um, I'm tired of hearing people talk about Damian Lillard trades that aren't going to happen. <laughs> just like, <laughs> god damn it! I haven't watched sports TV in like a week, so uh, it's all wrestling in the wire right now. I need to find a new show to watch. Anywho, Mac, Nick, thank you guys very much for doing this. Uh, this was a joy, as always, to do. Uh, the next time we talk baseball, we'll be going into October when we actually can do the full playoff preview podcast and to see if Nick can be right on everything again. But until then, gentlemen, thank you again, as always, and uh, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See you. All right, guys, this has been the Educating Nerds Podcast for Nick and Mac. I've been Joe. Thank you for watching. Like, share, all that fun stuff. If you ain't got your game, you best pass the sticks. We will see you guys probably next week with something um, outside of that. Uh, you just stay attached, and uh, we'll be ready to rock and roll sooner than later. But thanks to the boys. We'll see you guys soon. We're out. Peace.